I have as a guest in the studio right now Antoine Blumen, who has got the most incredible story to tell. The book is called No Regrets. You can't get it, by the way. <laughs> it's a good topic, though. <laughs> what a shame. Well, I hope, come a bit closer, Antoine. Yeah, I, I know you're good yeah. at talking to people, but <laughs> we need to have you to whisper in our ear, okay? Now, coming before you, you've described, of course, all ages up there. They did. They, mm. Who's got an idea of what future they can get? I mean, there's nothing offered. There's nothing going. They, they have no incentive. So you've got young children as young as what? What would have been the youngest? Five years old, <gasps> six no, years old. Really? They did not appear in court, but that was trouble. which I saw growing up with trouble. I could predict to you I know. years in advance that you would become professional criminals. Have you been up there since? Yes, we go back regular time. What's it like up there now? It is getting worse. Really? Yes. What, because of drugs? Drugs in particular and no guidance. No guidance. You see, Jenny, I'm a very positive individual and thinker. Governments come up with many plans, but okay. it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? You've got to go to the basic common sense plan and there will be an improvement very quickly. Well, why have you submitted that? I did those ideas. No one wants to listen to it because I'm not a professor. I'm not a, uh, a big person. I'm only a little magistrate, and it's I called, accept that. It's called common sense. Common sense. Common. Yes. A lot of money gets poured into this situation, millions and nothing. Yes, and yeah. and it, you're right. I think people walk away in frustration. They hear about it and they think, "I can't do a darn thing." And but you did. Okay, you've got these young boys, girls too, I suppose, yes. coming forward. And so, what made you think that? to give them an incentive like this, they might stop the bad behaviour? Well, you have to give them a chance, an opportunity. So when I saw them appearing before me, if I go to a doctor and he prescribes medicine for me and he don't work after four weeks, I go back and I want some new medicine. Don't give me the same one. Yet we still use the same punishment as we did 200 years ago. Yeah. We put in what is called a detention centre. A detention, gen Jenny, is a jail. Yeah, of course it is. Different name, but there's a jail. And many of them should not go in there. They have to be corrected. I accept that. Yeah. I'm not saying let people... Well, they have to know it's not the right Absolutely. thing to do. But yeah. when, they come, yeah. when they come in there, it is like an apprentice school. Yeah. It's survival to them, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. That's all they know. And how can you expect, unless they're given guidance in that detention centre, to show that there's another way? Are they shown that? They're not. Well, they may, but it's not effective. I mean, many of them should never get there. No. First of all, I am from Bel was born in Belgium. When I committed my little crimes when I was a young boy, and they would have sent me to Portugal mm. or Spain... That would have been a total waste. It goes right back, doesn't it, to their lifestyle with the family. That's where it should start. Would Certainly. that be the case? Okay. But how do you do that without interfering and you're seen as though you're overprotecting the children and taking them away? There is always that risk. Well, you can easily do it. For example, in each place like Derby, Boom, Fitzroy, Kananara, they should have a special home with Aboriginal elders in there. And okay. there are still many lovely elders. I've heard that, yeah. And put the children in there. Take them away from the parents. Whoa, take, there you go, you take, see. Take them away from the parents, but tell the parents you can come and visit your child every day if you're sober. And if we clean you up, you can have your child back. Don't bring him to more River. Mm. Don't try to teach yeah. him all the things that we do. 
That's exactly right. And 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 retain their culture. I have no doubt in my mind that would be successful. Not Jenny, hundred percent. Mm. But can you it's tell me what is hundred percent successful in life? Not a lot. That's a definite start, and that's a fantastic idea. And it's giving people pride. You know, Absolutely. when you lose your self-esteem and you have no pride or dignity left, you don't care anymore. And then the child is being sent to school every day, yeah. and you adjust the school that the child learns, and the child gets dignity. Yes. The child has now something to look forward to. Yeah. Would Okay, if, if that was set in place, and I can't see anything wrong with that, whatever you've done has been fantastic, um, what sort of employment opportunities? I wonder would be in the area that would be probably a bit difficult, wouldn't it? No, quite easily. Really? Again. Many of the um, many of the jobs that are done here in Perth, like building certain things, can easily be built in all of those places. Yeah. But no, what do we do? We enlarge Perth, or yeah. we get a bigger thing, and then we bring them up by big truck to the Kimberley and the yeah. Pilbara. What about the elders? Do have you spoken to them about that prospect? To many. Though many have spoken, and many elders who are non-alcoholics are losing also their wish. And they they think it is a very good idea, Eva. Uh, Jenny, I used to send people to a station that was run by the Dolbys. None of them ever came back to court. Mm. None of them. But Louis Dolby was very tough. Yeah. Well, you know what? Years ago, I went to a picnic race meeting up that way, Carnarvon Way. Yes. And in those days, a lot of the stations had so many Aboriginal families living and working mm. on the farms, and they did have dignity. But then, of course, that all stopped, you know, so you wonder sometimes. I mean, it's sort of like a self-destruction because they have no other choice. No other choice. That's no, the whole thing. And, and And their life is being planned by those on the 17th floor in the yeah, big cities. And they've got so many advisors. Why aren't they advising? Oh, I have the advisors, <gasps> and many of them have never been there. That's, mm, this could go forever, couldn't it? I mean, it's so true. Now, you offered a bike, okay? Yes. For a, a bike for a young child that doesn't have any possessions at all would have been like Christmas every day. Mm. What was the response when you first suggested it? When that case came up in Ruburn, I saw that child standing there. His legs were as thick as my tongue. Yeah. His father was in jail for life for murder. His mother was an alcoholic over the hill. The prosecutor kept telling me I should yeah. put this child in the detention centre. I think he had something like 50 offences of stealing food. Yeah. I just couldn't say it. So, But at the same time, Jenny, I had taken an oath that I would follow the law. Oh, okay. And here's a prosecutor telling me, you got to send him to jail, he came to the end. Well, I thought, no, I cannot get that over my conscience. So I put him, I call him to me, to the bench, right next to me. And I said to him, I said, don't you have a dream? And he said, dream? So, yeah, I said, when I was your child, we were poor because we came after the war. I had a dream. I dreamt I was a champion soccer player. I was dreamt I was a champion mountain climber. I dreamt I was a champion bicycle racer. And then the child looked up. Oh, I connected. He said, I dream I have bike. Oh, that's so gorgeous. <laughs> and, you know, that was the only toy I had when I was 8, 9, 10 years old. Yeah. So I said, look, I'm going to sign a minder to, to help you. And if you stay out of the of a court for 90 days, I personally will buy you a bike. And that was on the 16th of 
April 1996 and on the 17th of July 1996 my bench clerk said Antoine there's a boy waiting for you and you said there was a dream, Jenny, because yeah. I then came out. I said, look, I gave you the promise. So we, that was in Karata. I walked right to Kmart with him. <laughs> and there we, I said to him, I said, there are all the bikes. And he ran to the back. He said, sir, this one. The little bugger had been there before. Of course he, he had. Checking it out. And selected the most <laughs> expensive bike. <laughs> but... My informations are, and I, I, I try to keep Brilliant. in touch, he has never been back in court. That, see, there you go. Yet, you had to follow the letter of the law. Yes. And you were personally, of course, affected terribly because were you actually charged with corruption allegations? At the, end, at the end, I was. Absolutely yes. horrendous. Uh, uh, it was, the reason was, and I have no problem with police. The police, in general, Did does a very good job. But there were a few policemen who didn't like that what I did, what they want me to do. But it proved it worked. So and you, what about the kids going to school? You gave them an incentive to do that, didn't yes, you? Yes, I bought together with 30, 30 bikes 30. for Belgo. <laughs> and the money came from the Supreme Court District Court judges. That's great. And from the, from the school, the kids who went to school... The sisters who are in charge of the school told me that school improvement was 80%. How can they deny any of this? Because the rule was on Saturday you can have the bike, but you must attend school. Yeah, through the week. Yeah. Well, what happened to yourself when you were sort of alleged that you were corrupting the court system there? Uh, I mean, that's just cruel. Well, it was very, very tough, not yeah. just on me, but also on Anne and people who knew me. Of course. And, and there was no corruption. Can I tell you what the corruption was? Once a week I would fly to Kalambaru, to Belgo, Kananara, and Friday I would do One Arms Point and Beagle Bay. Mm -hmm. By that time, Jenny, we were ex tired. The airport in Beagle Bay is about 10 kilometers out. Some person would pick us up. We were with five people, a policeman, legal aid, Aboriginal legal aid, drivers to Beagle Bay. There was one case, and that was disorderly. I did that case under the tray. I remember I gave him $100, and then we were driven back. Well, the one that appeared before me was also the one that picked me up and driven me back. Oh, my gosh. So they claimed that we had done a deal. Mm -hmm. uh, That's awful. Uh, uh, yes. But it was dismissed, the whole thing. Totally, totally. It, uh, the, well, I was reported to the triple C. That's awful. And, uh, mm. yes, but it was, there was absolutely no case. No, no case. No, no. And neither this should have been, obviously. People that have read your book have obviously enjoyed it because you've sold out, like I said. Mm. Any chance of a reprint? I'm, I'm working on that now, yes. I, I, yes. I really do because yes. things haven't changed. No. This no. is, and, and people, I mean, with the internet now and everything, this can get out more, can't it, the message yes, that what you've done. But the other thing that i like to mention, Jenny, there was a person who appeared before me in Halls Creek. He was a very good artist, alcoholic. So I made a deal with him that he would take, make four paintings for each court in a Kimberley. And I put him on bail. He had to report every day to the Halls Creek Shire. Yeah. I bought all, well, we bought all the material. <laughs> and he actually completed four. If you walk into the boom, 
Tortoise now, you will see four paintings there hanging now. How beautiful. And that had much more effect on the Aboriginal people. Look, in all respect to the Queen, mm-hmm. but to many that they particularly in the Kimberley, that has no meaning to them. Yeah. But when they say their own, it merely has an effect. So what about him today? Is he okay? I understand he's okay. That's yes. What yes. about the boy on the bike in 96? Is he Still on the same bike? He's, well, <laughs> most likely. No, because I understand he works for Rio Tinto. Oh, so like most likely great. he can buy a much better bike. You, I know you take it all in stride, but you must, and you must be very proud of what Antoine's done and to your family because you've, you've stood up and you made a stand in this and it's fantastic to know that it works. And why these people can't, in retrospect, mm. look and see that a bit of compassion for these kids that have nothing in life and nothing to look forward to, they're Children, for heaven's sake. That's right. Stealing food is to survive. It's not That's to right. sell on the black market, for God's sake. It's just horrendous. Jenny, if I may mention that I was nine years old when my parents sent me over the border to Holland yeah. to smuggle butter. Smuggle butter? Butter, cigars, and Geneva. Geneva's like... And then my mom would sell that in a big city. It was part <laughs> of our food. I was nine years so old. So you were a crook? I was. At well, nine? <laughs> well, it was survival. Survival, I know that. survival. I agree, I agree. Yes. I agree. Well, you're fantastic. You're, and welcome to Perth. Thank you. I'm glad you came, man. I'm glad you encouraged him to Thank come you. here. And there's no hint of you going back to New York? No, absolutely not. And no. you live in the beautiful part of WA, Beverly. We do. It's gorgeous. It's very lovely. Does it remind you of Europe a little bit? Yes, it reminds me, reminds me of my little village in Belgium. Yeah, you'd yeah. have a lot of family back there. We have, yes. A lot yes. of descent. Do you go but, back there often? Uh, not we, at the moment. We try to go back every year because yeah. I still have uh, brothers and sisters living. Yeah. And they're getting older. But let me clarify something. Yeah. I am really an Australian with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Australians with accents too, this, let me tell you. This, Jenny, is where my loyalty and my thing belongs yeah. to. Well, you're just one in a million, you really are. Thank you. Thank you so much for driving here today. I'm sorry you got lost in the car park. <laughs> no problem. If you happen to notice any other guests that might have still been driving around out there for the last six months, let us know. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. An absolute treat. And thank you for Not the Not a invitation. tweet, a treat. Antoine Blumen joining an Anne sitting quietly in the background, but she tells you what to do you listen she knows exactly what should happen thank you for joining us Curtain Radio.